welcome back to Lonely Town. <laughs> it's a killer's podcast, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was trying to be dramatic. Mix it up a little bit. But um, welcome back. It's Derek Everett and Jimmy McKnight. We're talking about the killers. We're talking about Nephi connections and interesting things that uh, hopefully we can give you some insights about that will help you better appreciate the killer songs. If you're from Nephi, hopefully it will be better uh, Help you think fondly about where you grew up and uh, not feel lonely. (laughs) Not be part of Lonely Town. The weird thing about this song, and uh, for being terrible thing, it had a lot of Nephi in it. As far as the record goes, there's there's a lot of Nephi uh, connections in here that we'll bring out. Uh, The overlining theme about um, the the kid being suicidal and and being uh, a gay kid, Uh, we're going to address on that on another podcast. Uh, We'll bring a guest in. Me and Jimmy don't have that experience, so it's hard for us to portray something that, that isn't real to us, and we don't want to lie or, or say what we think people want to hear, so we want it to be authentic. So we'll address that in a, in a next podcast or somewhere down the road. So don't worry when you listen to this. Don't think these guys totally missed the, the topic of the song. <laughs> we get it. Yeah, we're going to focus specifically on locations and you know uh, Nephi references that are made in this uh, episode. So the first thing that caught my attention is Terrible Thing has no interstitial, Jimmy. All the other songs I think did. Uh, this one does not, and I don't know why. Do you, do you have any uh, guesses on that? Uh, as I, I got the abridged version, so I, I don't listen. To, um, I listen to just the song most of the time when I'm listening. So I had to go back and pull it up the full version to make sure that there uh, to see whether there was an interstitial, an intro or outro. And uh, when I saw there wasn't, I thought, uh, you know, it's it's my impression is that it's because of such it's such a serious topic uh, that it's discussing. They didn't. They just wanted to let it stand on its own. Uh, you know, try to introduce any other uh, commentary. It just kind of stands on its own. Well, we open up the song, and we have a we already have shotgun. We have gun racks in the back of pickup trucks down at uh, the Jones's rubber plant. So for me, um, growing up, I had uh, two grandpas that retired from. They they call it Jones Rubber Plant in the the album or throughout the songs. To me, growing up, it was NRP. It may have been NRP Jones later, but it was NRP. It was a it, it's a rubber plant, but by rubber plant they'd make uh, like industrial grade hoses, like if you ever see like forklift type hydraulic hoses and that kind of thing. Um, that's that's what was going on down at NRP, and it was a tough job. Uh, I remember my grandpa would come home a lot of times; his hands would be like covered in black, um, just like rubber, but like you know you take lava soap to it, and it was just it was a it was a tough job. But down there at the NRP. Nephi rubber products. Nephi, yeah. I remember I was making a delivery once. So, so my my real job, I'm a delivery driver, a truck driver. I, I, anyways, I was at a place up in Salt Lake, and I was I don't remember what company I was with or what I was doing, but I walked in, and I saw on the counter that they had NRP hoses, <laughs> and the amount of pride I got out of that is ridiculous. But uh, I've had uh, probably up hey, to, I'm famous. Look, well, I was like, oh, I was like Nephi. That's Nephi. That's uh, my grandpa might made that hose, but. Up until that point, um, I think all of my uh, my my uh, dad's side. I know my dad spent some time there. I think all my uncles spent a little time working at the rubber plant. And one of the things I was told growing up is if I didn't do good in school, that was like the the threat is like you need to be in school. You take this seriously. You don't want to end up working at NRP. The gun the gun racks uh, I, I laughed at because growing up and in high school, a lot of the trucks everyone would have gun racks. And, it, you know, so I think there was guns at school a lot of the time, too. That It wasn't a thing then, for whatever reason. We hadn't had Columbine. 
and we behaved ourselves. But a lot of the kids would go out after school and go out west and shoot things or go hunting or, or whatever. And it'd be the same down at NRP. Um, it said shotgun uh, pickup trucks, but uh, I'm pretty sure that meant just gun racks with uh, guns in the back of the truck. Yeah, and it says, um, this uh, song comes on the album right after Quiet Town. And it's really a stark contrast with what you hear in Quiet Town and what we've talked about. Quiet Town talks about these really great people, this great place to live. Uh, this shows the, the darker side of that, the, someone else's experience. And it talks about people being stuck in Nephi in the quicksand streets. It talks about the rubber plant being where all the guys end up. Like, obviously not everyone in the town <laughs> ends up working at this one place. But it's just kind of trying to give you a, trying to give you a, a sense of uh, this person's perspective is they're kind of an outsider. Yeah, I think uh, with the rubber plant, I'm going to hit home with the rubber plant because that's, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think there was like an old guard. So there was like in the time of the 50s and the 60s, uh, people that would go get jobs there, and that was a career. It might not have been a great paying career, and it was hard work, but you could go there. Kind of the old guard was there, and it was just the, the I guess you could call it good old boys from town or the, the beer-drinking Boy Scouts, as they put here. But there was, there was that group, and then there's like the newer generation that would kind of come there, and it was almost... I don't know. You couldn't really provide. It didn't pay probably much above minimum wage. And, and you are kind of stuck because uh, you got your job. You're in Nephi. There's probably not a lot of opportunities, but you also can't leave this job to go try to find something else to better employ yourself. Maybe you didn't go to college. Maybe you just got married out of high school. Uh, so I do think there's there's somewhat of the, the quicksand, quicksand streets uh, to imply that you are kind of just you stuck there. It talks about with the girl... Uh, you probably got married, you got maybe a kid or a house or whatever, and, and now you're kind of stuck. Yeah, and it's um, in the previous song, he talks about merit badge milestones. Here he brings up the scouts again, beer-drinking Boy Scouts, just showing the dichotomy between a, a place where somebody loved growing up and a place where somebody just doesn't fit in and, and hates it. Yeah, and I think part of that, too, is uh, a lot of people in Nephi would hunt. We've talked about that before. I think the Boy Scouts, I mean, there's also the other, you know, reference of a Boy Scout and people's image of what a Boy Scout and things were. But I think it's just kind of saying these people were those kind of guys that would go out and camp and hunt, and that was what they do. They were kind of like overgrown Boy Scouts. Now they might be drinking beers out there or whatever, but that was their idea of a good time was, was going out and, uh, you know, not maybe they're not getting the merit badges anymore, but they're, <laughs> they're still doing the activities. So uh, to me, that kind of... I mean, that is a, a, a big thing with Nephi. Uh, still, a lot of people like to go out and camp. We talked about it with the West Hills. Um, there's spots out west of town or uh, up Nebo, which we've talked about in a other podcast. Um, so people do like to go out and recreate. So I don't know if that's just kind of portraying the small town image a little more, too. Or I don't know. That's my thoughts on yeah. it. Yeah, and so I, I've underlined here as I look through the lyrics, the adjectives he used to describe the town, quicksand streets, cobweb town, Barbed wire town, you know, it fits. I guess it fits in more with lonely town mentality, but stark think, difference from what we just. Yeah, it's also about. that trap filling. Um, he's talked about it, like you're saying, lonely town. Some other things, like uh, I think there's probably this idea in his head that he's trying to convey, of, and it's probably reflecting his own life. Of you can only dream and get so far in Nephi, and you know, either cobwebs would catch you, the barbed wire fences would catch you. You're going to end up at the rubber plant. You can't really go much further than that for him. He goes to Vegas, and he escapes it, and he becomes, you know, an uh, international rock star. Whereas, you know, in Nephi, you, you grow up there, you live there, you die there, and you can't escape it. Like, it kind of feels like you're almost trapped in, in the lyrics or, or how he portrays it here. 
Yeah, and especially from the perspective of the um, the person he's he's got the lyrics coming from. Well, one other thing too um, that he was talking about is uh, how they uh, pick up our, our crosses and hang on the holy name. And uh, he does. There's a lot of religion in the Killers' music. Uh, we've talked about that before too. Uh, with Nephi, uh, there's a lot of religion throughout town. I know he's portraying another version of somebody else's version of Nephi and, and what they've seen. Uh, but with Nephi picking up somebody else's cross for people that aren't religious or whatever might not understand that reference, uh, the way I understand it is if somebody's in trouble or somebody's going through a hard time or whatever, um, we're all going to go help that person out. Mm-hmm. Am I hitting that one right? Yep. And similar to what uh, this is in Quiet Town. So it's just kind of connecting those same dots with, with what's going on throughout the album there. And then, you know, it goes on, the kid's going to get kicked out of the game because he got dealt, dealt the, the wrong hand or, or the bad hand. I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, and like we said, we'll, we'll address that later. Yeah, so the first big, uh, or I guess the next big Nephi reference after the rubber plant is the Salt Creek. He says, I close my eyes and think of the water out at the Salt Creek when I was young. So the Salt Creek is a real creek that flows through Nephi. It's uh, called Salt Creek because it's salty. Oh, is because, it? I didn't know why it was called that. Yeah, that was my they, question. Uh, they used to mine up in the canyon. Uh, they used to mine salt up there. There's also, you know, there's a lot of gypsum in the area, too. Um, and apparently there, uh, one of the things that I want to talk about with one of our future guests is an article that was written about a hike you can take up to the this old salt mine uh, up the canyon. So the salt creek runs through town. It powers the old mill, which we'll get to. <laughs> it's also, it's like a main, so we talked about the carnival, things coming to town. One of the things you would do in the summer uh, is go cool off in the salt, well, we call it the creek. Uh, but it would come through town, people, some people would get tubes, some people would just go wait in it. Some people go fishing it, but it was a major uh, thing that comes through town. For a town that doesn't have a lot of things, that was like a major a major thing. And also, uh, as we've talked about before, the town's original name was Salt Creek. Yeah, the pioneers, they stopped. Uh, they stopped where there was water because they didn't want to set up a town where they didn't have a water supply. So Turns out salt, salty water was tricky. <laughs> and then I think there's also a thing of, well, I don't know, I, I, I like to go stare at the ocean and things like that. I know people like to travel. I think there's something, this person's obviously going through a rough time or whatever, but uh, if you go and stare at water, it kind of has that um, a meditative state that can yeah, get your soothing. mind to reflect. It can, yeah, soothe you. So uh, I think it's kind of cool or it's kind of an uh, interesting reference that, you know, it's he, he's meditating back, uh, trying to get out of his mindset to think about this uh, time up at the Salt Creek when he was young. And, you know, he's trying to clear his head and get back to what I think would be a, a better memory or a better moment in his life. So where, where Brandon grew up in Nephi, what, Salt Creek's, what, half a block away, half, like, 100 yards? Yeah, well, uh, we'll right. get with that with the Old Mill Park, but yeah, he's, he's basically a, a stone's throw, as they say. <laughs> yeah, so then it goes into um, an interesting part of, of the town. <laughs> now, this is something that no one ever believed me about. So, <laughs> so we have, uh, we have a, a bathing beauty parade that's connected with the Stampede Rodeo, and it used to, it, they've changed it. It used to be, there was three parades associated with the Ute Stampede Rodeo, which was like the big event that would come to town. One was the horse parade. Thursday night was always the horse parade. There was the horse parade. There was the uh, mammoth parade, which was like your general everybody parade. And then there was the bathing beauty parade, which is now, I, what are the parades now? There's the mammoth, uh, the horse, and then it's like heritage, which is like just a different name for a horse parade. It's like we have two horse parades and, and the mammoth. But with the Bathing Beauty Parade, what it was, it was a scholarship. This is how it was always told to me. 
So there was a scholarship pageant uh, attached to it, and it was the same time as the car show down at the park. The parade would be like these these girls from around town, usually uh, teenage girls, probably around 16 to 18, uh, would get sponsors from either local uh, stores or people, and they'd get on top of it's so embarrassing to kind of have to say it because it, it sounds so weird for as wholesome as it was. I mean, it was, I don't know. <laughs> they'd get on top of the cars or the trucks and they'd drive slowly through town in their, in their uh, they had to be a one-piece. It was a rule, rule requirement that you had to be in a one-piece modest swimsuit. And they'd drive through town and the whole town would pretty much show up you know, and then they'd end up at the city park, which is different than what it says here. Not the old mill park. They'd end up at the city park where there would be a pageant, and somebody would be uh, crowned the bathing beauty of the Stampede Rodeo. I don't know if it was a first, second, third, or if it was just winner takes all. Every now and again in the Times News, which was the local paper, there'd be somebody that moved in from out of town, and they'd always write a letter to the editor <laughs> about this time saying, what are we doing? This and, is ridiculous. What and, is happening? And how is this happening? And and then the rest of the town would write back, you don't understand our traditions, and it would be a little fight in the paper. Uh, but anyway, so it would be like a pageant where girls would go compete, uh, and they'd get like $100 scholarship money or something if they won. It still does happen. They don't have the parade anymore, uh, but they have the bathing beauty portion of just the pageant. The contest. The contest. And I heard from people, this is the fun thing about doing the podcast, is now I have people that are telling me things because they know that we're doing this. Rumor has it, allegedly I'll say, that there was a filming documentary crew that was down at the Bathing Beauty Contest this year that was filming um, around the car show and during the Bathing Beauty. Uh, the guy that emcees the, the Bathing Beauty uh, pageant is usually the rodeo announcer. So the rodeo announcer was asking these people, what are you doing, or, or what's going on here, what are you guys up to, kind of thing. And the guy said, oh, we're just filming a documentary. Now, <laughs> people around town thought, well, it might just be a documentary about Nephi or about the bathing beauty. I seriously think, and would put money on, that this is connected to the, the CD. I guarantee it. It comes out with the album. I don't know if it will be part of a documentary about Brandon that they said they've been doing. I don't know if there will be a, a video for Terrible Thing. Uh, but but there is a documentary uh, crew that was filming the Bathing Beauty, so yeah, I hadn't, there's just some hot tips. I hadn't heard that, but I guarantee that's what it is, based based on some of the other things that I've seen. So when they're saying half the town's in tow down at the Bathing Beauty, that's kind of true. But like we were saying, uh, the Old Mill Park is a, is a separate park. Jimmy, you want to cover the Old Mill a little more? Well, it's it's possible that you could go to the Old Mill Park to watch the Bathing Beauty parade that ends at the other because I've done that. It's possible. <laughs> So the Old Mill Park um, is an old mill, obviously, on the Salt Creek that the city made a little park where we used to go hang out yeah. <laughs> in high school. That was like our spot. So you'd be dragging Maine, and gas was up to about, what, $1.25 a gallon, so we, we didn't have that kind of money. Uh, so <laughs> we'd all gather, like, our group of friends or, or our age I don't know if it was our age group. I don't really remember everybody that was there. I'm sorry. But we'd all gather kind of at the Old Mill Park, and, you know, just set up shop and we'd sit there and talk for the night in the summer night. It was really, I mean, it's really peaceful. People go get like wedding pictures taken there, graduation pictures. There's a big, big mill on the side of a building. Um, it used to be by Chemo's camera, which is no longer there. It's not Chemo's anymore, but that was the area in town. And uh, where Brandon grew up was like, I mean, it was like a, maybe half a block down the road, right? Uh, I don't right? know. It was the, a couple blocks. Yeah, it was, it was fairly close, if not, you know. 
Yeah, so the Salt Creek goes to your town, turns the mill. Um, now there's a park there where you can go and go and hang out and watch the parades. But um, one thing I thought about the Bathing Beauty Parade that uh, all Killers fans can relate to, even though you, you don't think you can relate to a Bathing Beauty contest, a fitness contest, is... <laughs> fitness scholarship opportunity. I don't know why I made this connection, but I thought of I thought back to the Samstown album cover. Thought the same thing. So the Samstown album cover has a trailer. It says Killer Samstown. On the left is a big horn sheep. And on the right is a Bathing Beauty winner. Yeah. It says Miss around the pageant. You know, she's got a pageant um, banner across her shoulders. And she's in a bikini, so she couldn't have been... She would have been disqualified. Yeah, she couldn't have won in Nephi, but... That was probably Vegas, the, I guess it could have been... Nevada rules. <laughs> I understand. Now, Now was the big horn sheep the... Is the state um animal of nevada so i think there's some symbolism there i don't i don't know if the bathing beauty was inspired by that or not on the cover but i thought the same thing so that's kind of funny yeah so uh, that's uh the rodeo is the other um you know we talked a little bit about the U stampede rodeo um it goes on and talks about the bathing beauty queen or whatever the winner mother fights back proud tears uh, and then it, it transitions to the rodeo. The young cowboy gives a nod, shoot opens, bull draws blood, and the gift is accepted by God. So, it, you know, it ties in, in the rodeo. So I, I posted a picture I took at the rodeo about 10 years ago to give, help you give a sense of, of uh, a bull rider in the rodeo. Yeah, I think uh, it, it kind of sounds, I don't know, silly or whatever, but I would actually take the Times newspaper that showed the Bathing Beauty winners to, to work because people did not believe me that this <laughs> happened. And I'd say, see, this is real. Uh, but it is something where it talks about the mother um, fights back tears. I know it's talking about other things in the song, but it, it is a thing of, of people that they were proud. I mean, it sounds silly or it sounds like, you know, archaic or I can't believe that was really happening. But uh, as far as people growing up in Nephi and Juab, it was a tradition and it was something to be proud of. And, and the mother would be proud of her if her daughter was to become the bathing beauty uh, pageant champion of whatever year. I don't know if they setting tears, but it's like a little Miss America almost. You'd have flowers, and I mean, it's it was a scholarship. A, a scholarship. It wasn't anything to be embarrassed about, or, or anything to the mother wasn't ashamed or anything like that. It'd be something to be proud of as the family. You were in the paper. You won the scholarship, passionate opportunity. And then when it talks about uh, going down to the back down to the the fairgrounds, um, I've had people kind of ask about this too. And uh, the shoot opens, and the bull draws its blood. So. Uh, you know, bull riding was like the main event of the Stampede Rodeo. That was the big people came from for miles around because it was a it's a popular rodeo. It's been going for for a number of years. It seems to be getting more popular actually. The last few years, uh, they've really set attendance records. From what I understand, it's been on the Cowboy Channel, uh, which is a cable TV channel that broadcasts rodeos. Uh, I've learned that one out too. So it's actually getting more popular. Um, but yeah, the the. I, I think that's also kind of a symbolic religious tone there of, uh, you know, a, a draw blo- a, <clears throat> the bull draws blood and the gifts accepted by God, going back to kind of the Old Testament times when people would have, uh, you know, blood uh, sacrifice show different things. So I thought that was kind of connecting back to the whole religion of the town, um, you know, going back to where the culture is king, kind of trying to tie that back up together. So uh, overall, it, it was... a. Uh, it was an interesting song because it's kind of a sad, depressing topic and song, but also if you're from Nephi, there were a lot of tidbits, a lot of treasures, and a lot of good things in there. Yeah, and it's um, as far as the music goes, it's, it's a pretty somber tone, you know, 
through it. It's not and it's not an upbeat sing it while you're jumping on the speakers at the concert, but like you said, those those references make it make it definitely about Nephi. Well, one other thing that I want to I get I need to give a shout out to a user on Reddit on the the killer subreddit named uh, Please Recharge. So this person I had to write this down because I thought it was was excellent. They make the comparison with uh, the song When You Were Young from Samstown. In, in Terrible Thing, he says, I close my eyes and think of the water out at the Salt Creek when I was young. And when you were young, that song, the lyrics say, and sometimes you close your eyes and see the place where you used to live when you were young. So it's got the close your eyes, it's got when you were young. It goes on, it says, uh, they say the devil's water, it ain't so sweet. You know what's not sweet, Derek? Salt. <laughs> Bingo. The salt creek. Wow. The devil's water. Uh, these people are... are uh, it's impressive. It is impressive. They say the devil's water ain't so sweet. You don't have to drink right now, but you can dip your feet every once in a little while. So the other the point um, from connection to from when you were young, the song to... The song pressure machine on this album is... In the song pressure machine, it says, Hope will set your eyes agleam like four feet dangling in the stream. So again, talking about feet in the water... I, th- I thought it was a, a, a really creative uh, catch by this user to, to point that out, and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's, that's something I have put together, and we've, we've listened and cross-referenced and tried to come up with things to, to make this podcast a go. So, uh, yeah, that Reddit group's been really good. I know you've had people over on Instagram kind of talking to you. We've had people in the Facebook group, so I can't be more happy um, with that kind of thing. If you're out there, please share it. We, we want all the people that can uh, get any sort of enjoyment out of it, and we still need... Uh, the governor to, to weigh in. So. Yeah, we're uh, for you, Governor Cox. Um, we got anything else going on, Jimmy? No, I think that's it. We're uh, what we're four songs into the album. We want to continue, so uh, we do. We just want to make sure and uh, re-emphasize that we have social media accounts you can go to. There's oh. um, Lonely Town of Killers podcast on uh, Facebook as well as Lonely Town podcast on Instagram. So uh, me and Jimmy bump around that Reddit group. Also, I'm giving away a CD if you want a copy of Lonely Town. We just need a few more reviews. Uh, go over to Apple. Um, it's the only place that will let you review. Give us a review. Send me a screenshot. Or if you join any of these groups or leave any comments, uh, send me a screenshot of that, too, and we'll put you in the drawing. We got a few names in there, but we're, we're getting pretty close. I think we said 25 was where yep. we need to be. So if you want an album, I'll send it to you anywhere in the world. And uh, I know there's listeners all over the world. Uh, we appreciate it. So that's another podcast down from Lonely Town. See ya.